Oh Lord, our King, we exalt you. We magnify your holy name, O oh God. We thank you for strength for today. We thank you for bright hope for tomorrow. Lord, be exalted. Father, we thank you so much for grace and mercy. Thank God for everything he has done. Thank God for letting your eyes see this day. Thank God for the victory that we have in Christ. The victory that God has prepared for you this very month of power. Thank God for the encounters that we have begun to have from the beginning of this month. Thank God for the hand of the Holy Spirit in this very meeting, especially into prophetic and understanding and insight. Give God the praise and honor and glory forever and ever. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Amen. Hallelujah. What I want to share with you today, the people who led prayer have spoken about all the scriptures. And if you look at the very scriptures God gave us today, the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 and chapter 6, you can summarize the whole of these two chapters as the deeds of flesh and the good deeds. Good, good deeds. Really, I would rather prefer to anchor it as your good deeds. Paul said quite a lot of things in both chapters. And I want you, when you finish this, before you sleep today, read them again. That is 1 Timothy chapter 5 and chapter 6. But if we look at the first caption that caught my heart is chapter 6, verse 18. Chapter 6, verse 18 says, Command them to do, to, to, to do good. To be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Command them to do good. Why should a Christian do good? Quickly, let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For what for we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the first lecture, the first answer to it is this. The, 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 the reason why God created you and I, that is in a, in, a, in, a, you know, in a new life, being born again, is because there are some good works we need to do. God created us to do good works which he had prepared us to, go, to do beforehand. And these good deeds are in Christ Jesus. Now, what is, why should we emphasize, or the Bible continues to emphasize on good deeds? Let me take you back to that 18 verse of First Timothy chapter 6. It says, command them to do good deeds, to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Why? Verse 19. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Just before I came into this program, I was connected to Lagos 
Nigeria, where we had a service of songs for our beloved sister, Dickness Moji Benson, who departed to glory uh, uh, in December. January. Uh, in, sorry, in, in, in January. January. Not December. In January. Uh, for our seven weeks in January. Now, what I'm referring to it is this. While they were showing, while we were in that service, they show a little bit of her life. And in that little bit of her life, you know, they showed her when she was going to all the all the time with her children playing guitar and music. And so I will talk much about that on Sunday. And then they showed, they showed that they showed us where she was on the street with the evangelism team. She was holding the microphone, preaching, and others are engaging people who stopped to talk to them and lead them to Christ. And those who came to speak spoke a lot about her good deed. <clears throat> now she's gone. While I was watching it, I said, this video should remind everybody and challenge them on what are you doing with your life on earth. I was saying that to my wife. When I looked at the, the, uh, the, the, the program, uh, a good number of people, of course, you know, people are, we, are, we are all bereaved and everybody is expressing their tears and stuff like that, or almost to tears and stuff, but in me was a great joy for her. And I said to my wife that I won't tell you what I'm thinking because you won't like it. You know what I was thinking? I just said to myself, oh God, when, it will be, when will it be my turn? I said I felt like God should wind up years before me to my day so that everything I should do, I just do them and they come and I'm gone. If you are a believer and you have no good deed and you are not committed to good deed, there is a dilemma waiting for you. Because the Bible says in this way they will lay up treasures. It means that any Christian who does not do good deeds, we have no treasure in heaven. You are the kind of people the Bible say they narrowly escape. They, 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 it is like somebody narrowly escaping through fire. If we can call our mind to understand it, I wish the whole Christ tabernacle, the whole world are here to hear this. And I think I will still say it. I will still teach this. What is your good deed that you are doing? What is your good deed that you are doing? Can I say to you, some may say that, but good deed, what is good deed? Yes. Verse 18 says, command them to good do, good deed. And he went further to explain some of it. To be rich in good deed and to be generous. So generosity is part of good deed. When, people, when you meet people who have need, desperate need, your reaction to them. Sometimes you criticize them. Sometimes you condemn them. Sometimes you abuse them. Sometimes you, 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 you blame them for, for, for being in the situation they are. That Bible says you should be generous and willing to share what you have. Some of you have clothes in your house, in your wardrobes. You have never used them for 10 years and you will never use them till you die. What are they doing in your wardrobes? Why others are out there who have need of it? If you are somebody who wants to leave some clothes for the times that you used to wear them in, 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 you know, when you are growing up, excuse me, somebody, of what value is it that a mere talk? He told us here, good it, be generous, and be willing to share with others. If you look into the chapter before, chapter 5, verse 10, he says, as it, and is well well known for her good deeds. This is, um, you know, the, 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 we're talking about the widows. If I read from verse 9, you will understand better. Verse 9. Now, widows may be put in, in the widow's list unless she's, 
unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and then verse 10, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, that is one good deed, showing hospitality, that's another good deed, washing the feet of the saints, that is serving, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. So good deeds is very detailed in the Bible. Jesus says anybody you can help, that is your neighbor. A believer must not turn his eyes away from people who are in need. Remember when you were in need and somebody was sent by God to come and help you. An angel was sent by God in the form of a man. Who helped you? And they helped you with all, the whole of their heart without blaming you for why you are in the trouble. If you are a Christian and you are used to blaming people for why they are in trouble, they have come again, they have come again. If you are in a position that in your family you are the one they always come to with trouble, are you not a, in a good position? Is that a, a, a position where you should be blaming them who are not in that position? It's because God has blessed you and you know they see that you, are, you have been raised by God. That's why they come to you. If you don't have, we hear that you tell them, I don't have. But if you don't have, doesn't mean you should blame them or you should condemn them. Then it's for your bedrock of good deeds. And if you have, what you're able to give, will you give? But you give it with your whole heart. You cannot think, what about, uh, how would they accept it? No, a person who does good deeds does not think about that. You will just do what you know to do within the ability and grace God giving you. That is what good deed is. It's not what people will say, what people will say, what people will say. It's not your own business. What your business is, is that God who searches all heart of man, who knows what he has put in your hand, and who allowed that person to come to you at that time of that need, that God is watching to see your reaction because of your treasure in heaven. Because if you pass that test, you will increase your treasure in heaven. If you fail that test, your treasure in heaven will depreciate. It will decrease. You need to know this. You don't say, oh, is, why is it that it's me always? It's me always. Ah, 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 I'm going to show you something at the end of this little talk. You better celebrate issue. Will you want God to change your position and put those people who come to you where you are so that you will be the one coming to them for the future? You don't want that. Oh, then you are in a privileged position. Come on now. Do good day free with your heart. Do you understand me? No wonder Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8, uh, 16, which one of the ministers quoted as well, in the same way, let your, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Every good deed you do hilariously, joyfully, will bring someone to say, thank God for sending this help to me. Understand. Can I just say something to us? Before we go into the conclusion of this, let's look at chapter 5 of uh, Timothy. Timothy chapter 5. There's a lot in that Timothy chapter 5 that Paul was treating. But if you go to Timothy chapter 5, the last verse of it is very interesting. The last two verses. It says the sins of some, some men are obvious reaching the place of judgment ahead of them. 
The sins of others trail behind them. You see that principle? In the same way, good deeds are obvious and even those that are not cannot be hidden. Did you get what that means? Sins of some people will go, will wait for them for eternal judgment. But sin, other sins, they will trigger retribution on earth. You will eat what you sow. You will reap what you sow. Whatsoever a man sowed, that shall he reap. So, if people who commit sin and evil cannot escape benefit of sin and benefit of evil in this world, and then waiting for them as eternal condemnation. So, let me tell you. The good you do in this world, similarly, or said, some of them, you will reap the reward here. Blessed are the merciful. Why? Because they will obtain mercy. Jesus said in the Beatitude, If you sow mercy, you will obtain mercy. I love the word obtain, used by Jesus Christ there. Blessed are the merciful, for they will, they will obtain it. What you sow is what you reap. The Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Full measure pressed down and shaken together will men, not angels, men bring to your bosom. Angels don't spend money. <laughs> they don't spend money. And therefore, I will advise every one of us today. Why don't we stop sinning and do good? Why don't we refrain from myth? That have no, no reward. Why don't we depart from flesh? Like one of the prayer points is First Timothy chapter 6 verse 11. That was the first one. It says, but you man of God, flee from all these. And pursue righteousness, goodness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. What does the Bible mean by all this? What do you flee from? Look at. Verse 9, people who want to get rich fall into temptations. Get rich quick, get rich quick, is die quick. Get rich quick, get rich quick, is get shame eventually. People who do want to get rich fall into temptation and trap and into many foolish and harmful desires. So when they are on the plight, they want to make money by all costs. Some people will say that God promised, I don't know what is happening. Maybe I'm the one who missed it. Because of the love of money. It says, they fall into many foolish and harmful desire that plunge men into ruin and destruction. That will not be your portion. Money will not be your God. Satan will not use money to destroy you. Every good name. Good name is better than a rich man with bad name. Good name before God and eternity is better than a rich man on earth that will go to hell. The poorest man on earth who was homeless, if he can enter heaven, he has a better life than the richest of the Forbes that they put on television that these are the richest. Don't you understand that was a time? I was watching television yesterday and I saw something very interesting. They were, at, they were talking about richest men in America. And I thought that they would mention uh, Bill Gates first because some time ago he was the richest. And then they mentioned uh, one man 
you know, and that man is now worth more than everybody, I, I, you know, in the U.S., I think the one who has the Tesla, and then they mentioned the, the other one who has uh, the, the, this, um, uh, what do you call them, this uh, in, uh, internet uh, uh, marketing stuff that, that you always do, you know. And then they mentioned another person, and they mentioned the, 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 the guy who, who, who did the, uh, Facebook, and then they mentioned another person. And I was looking for Bill Gates, and it was the sixth or so they mentioned. At least to the knowledge of man today. So if you are richest today, of what value is it? All of those guys that they mentioned, if they do not know Jesus and they die at all, it will be eternal condemned. They will regret that they had money on earth and didn't know Jesus. So, why should you, a believer, be running after money? Why should you? Why don't you run after godliness? Why don't you run after righteousness? Why don't you run after faith? Why don't you run after love, endurance, and gentleness, which will give you eternal treasures? The time we spend on earth will, is so short. It's so short. If you live 100 years old, you will die one day. And it seems as if your 100 years is just a twinkle of an eye, like few days. Anybody who dies at 30 will say, ah, he's died young. But let me tell you this. Even if that person lived to 100, is he young compared to eternity? And so, God is saying to us, we should depart from the works of evil. He says in verse, verse, uh, verse, verse, that verse uh, conclusion in verse 9, that those who pursue money, they plunge themselves into ruin and destruction. May you not have such money. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Let me just say this. I will have time to talk to you in church because, you know, our time today. This is the last day of overcomers. I want to just celebrate it and thank God. Let me say something to you. You know people who look for quick money, get, 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 get rich quick. They are the people who refuse to use their brain. They want to use other people to make money. You are joking. You are joking. If you want to make money on earth, go and read. 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 And work with your hand. Acquire knowledge. Knowledge. The money your knowledge gives you can never be a trouble in your life. Those who have knowledge, they don't want to get money quick. No, no. It's slow and steady. They build it. Look at all these people they showed on television that, you know, they, 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 they uh, you know, who have been, um, who was listed as the, the, you know, the richest uh, in America. Go and read their history where they started from. These guys, some of them suffer serious. I read the history of Bill Gates before. How he suffers, suffers, suffers himself and Steve Jobs. What about this guy in the Tesla? Go and read his history. They suffered and suffered and suffered. They suffered and suffered and suffered. Each one of them paid the price. They were reading. They were acquiring knowledge. They were acquiring knowledge. They were acquiring and their, their wealth began to grow. It is when they got the key knowledge that people have to rally around Then every other knowledge person came and contributed their knowledge. It is the knowledge of others that took them to where they are. Not greed for money. Not greed for money. Let me say something to you. The Bible cannot get it wrong. You are eager to get money, you will fall into many trouble. But you see the principle of this principle that God says in good deeds. Whether you are a 
Christian or you are not a Christian, whether you are born again or you are not born again, if you follow good deeds, you will get earthly reward if you are not born again. But if you follow good deeds and you are born again, you will get earthly reward and you get eternal reward as well. That's the major difference. But if you look at people who are very hilarious, they always have him more. The Bible says that it's a man who gives. He has cutters. He says he gets more. There is another one who hoards. He said it's continuous poverty. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money, verse 10. I'm reading Ephesians chapter chapter 6, verse 10. He says some people eager for money have wandered from faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Do we get it now? That will not be you and I. And that is now saying, but you man, you man of God, flee from this, flee from this. That is why we went to that, to those verses. Flee from this. You need to know what Paul said to Timothy to flee from. He said, flee, flee from this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, uh, love, endurance, and gentleness. Then in verse 12, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you had good when you, had, when you made your good confession in the presence of witnesses, taking hold of eternal life is setting your heart on the goal of heaven so that anything you do on earth, whether career, whether business, you are thinking about God first. God first. What can I do so that I can be more useful in my good work? What can I do that I can help the poor? What can I do? The church has a lot of vision. In this church, we have, we have great vision. Somebody came to me that God called, called the person to, to start something. I said that, are you a member of CFT? Yes. Okay, what you are, what God called you for? Is he having CFT? Then follow them there. Join them. We have people go to hospital to pray for the sick. We have people go to prison to help, to, to speak to prisoners. We have people on the streets every Saturday who go and witness to people. You all Christians should join them. We have people who pray continuously for others. We have people who help the, the fatherless. We have people sponsoring children who are, who are, who are not able in different parts of the world. We have some you know, people who pay school fees of some, some pastor's children, you know, which I got involved with, you know, in, in, when I went to Nigeria. I saw pastor's children whose father and mother were shot dead by armed robber the same night, and they are kids like this. Who will take care of them? Would they be miserable? And we decide to take care of them. And we are sending them to school till today. Getting all of them through from primary school to university through. And we have other people too who are miserable, who are, even if we concentrate in the church of God, in, in the northern Nigeria, there are ministers of God who were shot dead and their, their wives were killed by these Boko Haram people. These children are young. They, they are all in orphanage. There's nothing wrong in the church building orphanages and people putting money there to build orphanage. We have all this vision in the church under the umbrella of Jesus City. If you're a member of Christ with Tabernacle, you only need to say, this is what God puts in our heart. When we show you what we have, you will discover yourself there. Pick that vision, get it done. It does not have to be in your name. That's why the vision of CFT, they didn't call it Alfred Williams Ministry. They call it Jesus City of Christ with Tabernacle and also They are under the church and I'm fulfilling my own calling under the church. I'm fulfilling my own calling under the church. And this church is not owned by anybody. I am the person God sent to pioneer it. However, I do not, I'm not a shareholder. I'm employed by Jesus. What I'm talking to you as a Christian, think about good work you should be doing. Let God, the day a Christian makes God his priority in his life pursuit, you will see how easy it will be for you to achieve great success. And you know God searches heart, not mine. It says in verse 13, in the sight of God, who gives you, who gives life to everyone and to Christ, and of Christ rather, 
who, while testifying to Pontius Pilate, made a good confession, I charge, I charge you to keep this command without spot and blame. And, and, and blame. Until the appearing of our Christ. You know, there is another thing that I would say, let me read verse 17, command verse chapter 6 of, of 1 Timothy I'm reading. Command those who are rich in this present age <coughs> world not to be arrogant, not to put their wealth, hope in wealth. Did you hear that? Which is so uncertain. Someone can be rich today and is poor tomorrow. And though every one of us who are educated in those fields will understand how easy it is that your wealth can vanish on this God's circuit exchange and that's the end of all your wealth. But to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everlasting uh, with everything for our enjoyment. I love this. The end of verse 18. Which says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In the same way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the Lord is coming, for, for, the, for the coming age, so that they may take hold of life. And then he ended up in verse 20 and 21, Timothy, guard what you have been entrusted to, guard, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Guard it. All these things you are hearing from me, guard them with holy jealousy. Turn away from godless chatter. Look at that. And the opposite, opposing idea of what is firstly called knowledge. Do you know what King James Passion call says in that? It says, O Timothy, verse 20, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain blabbing. Blabbing. You, I told you, you crack jokes, be very careful. Make sure that if you have opportunity to crack jokes, I told you that, is, that is, um, in, our, in our dinner uh, uh, every year, there is one joke that Pastor, Pastor Tyre always cracked. And that joke, joke is he will read the book of Genesis to Revelation, book after book, like a story. And the way he reads that thing, if anybody learned that story, it is easy for you to remember that Exodus is not after the book of Acts. Some Christians, you ask them that, what, where is Obadiah? They say, uh, actually, if it was in my, in my language, someone would say that, Oba, Oba. It's not Oba, it's Obadiah we are talking about. Many Christians don't know where the books of the Bible is. Many Christians don't know the stories of the Bible. You can, you can create, you know, fun from the stories of the Bible. That is what believers should be doing. Not profaning them, but giving stories that will allow people to memorize them in a very simplistic form. Do you understand? But when it comes to lavicious jokes, and people are talking and chatting and whiling away time, no knowledge is gained and stuff, the Bible says we should get away from it. Don't go near it. Turn away from godless chatter. And it says in that, that very King James, I love this, an oppose, opposition of science falsely so-called. So there was science in the time of Paul, of course, we know, because he himself was a great lawyer. But Paul was saying here that some people have some science they develop which is opposing to the scripture. Let me read the King James again. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to your trust. Avoid profane and vain babbling and oppositions of science, falsely so-called. And if you look at the NIV version, it says, and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. 
opposing ideas. It's not talking about that you should forgo science or forgo philosophy. What he's talking about is that there are some sciences and some philosophies that are set up to oppose the gospel. And that's what he's saying here. Opposing ideas. He has said it. Anybody who truly reads science, the deeper you go in science, the more you discover God. I remember when I was studying Judaism. That was why I had my original intention as a young man to do my PhD in satellite Judaism and remote sensing. I pursued it. When I began to observe sun, I never knew that man can observe sun. See the movement of sun and we will tabulate it. The angle and the orbit sun is, is moving. And we can calculate timing from observing sun. If we miss in the forest, we can know where we are. Just by observing the movement of sun at, the, at some angle at a particular of time, and we can calculate the, 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 the coordinate of where I am on earth, the same thing with moon or the stars, all these Andromeda, Orion constellation, we observe them in the midnight to be able to establish our coordinates on earth. On earth. You know? The more, the more we, 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 we learn it, the more the mystery of God is unfolded to me. The more I love to read more uh, about the creation of God, the more we want to know God. So, if anybody recites properly, you will find God in it. If you read law properly, you'll find God. If you read economics, really economics, and understand how global economics operates, you will appreciate God more. Tell me the cost that you will not see God. Every cost, if you go deeper, not on the surface, you go deeper into those causes, the deeper you are going, the more you will appreciate the transcendent knowledge that God has given to man. But however, we have causes like, you know, within the same science and philosophy, we have like Dewey's theory, which is a lie. It's not a theory. It's a hypothesis in the field of science. It is a hypothesis. And Dewey himself, when he was going to die, begged everybody that he should go and tell them that he misled them. And we have other, 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 other areas like astrophysics, you know, all those things, you know, uh, 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 metaphysics and all stuff like that. Sorry, metaphysics, not astrophysics I'm talking about, metaphysics. Where you start to go into areas that Satan developed. With the intention to say that the, there is no God. Man is the God of himself. So those philosophies are what Paul said. Believers should not even go into it. Don't go into it. Because those things are useless. They are lies over lies. And at the end of it, you will now discover that you have lied to yourself. Not only to humanity. But it will be too late. Don't let the head knowledge you have confuse the faith knowledge that you are given. Faith sometimes, if you have too much theoretical knowledge in your head, it will be hard for you to have faith. Are you with me now? Faith is reliance on God, not the knowledge of man. That's the reason why in medical science, a good, of drug, a good number of doctors get confused when they know obviously that a patient should die and that patient lives. When the doctor said that there is no reason for him to die, if we pull off our machine, he will be dead. He has been dead. When they pulled that machine up, the patient opened the eyes and stood. So which means that the machine that is even hindering the patient. And the doctor said, ah, wow, we never expected this. So the knowledge of man is never something any one of us should rely upon when it comes to contesting with the knowledge of God. If the Bible says something, if science says different, science is a lie. If your philosophy says different, your philosophy is a lie. Let God be true and let all men be lie. Let me say this to you. The, the rationale behind that is this. If in your 
academic knowledge, you think what the Bible says is, is not true. It is because your academic knowledge is still infant stage. Because the knowledge of God in the Bible is infinite stage. And so, anytime you think by your you know, infant stage that the infinite knowledge is, is, is not correct. You are the one not correct. It's like a primary school student telling a professor in mathematics because they taught you uh, you know, arithmetic in primary school, you are conf- you are you arguing with the professor of mathematics. You know, there are no, there is no, there is no, there is no connection point. We need to understand this. This is what God is saying to us. Let our heart cling on Jesus. Every knowledge we acquire, let we let us use it together to prove that God is true. Do not accept any knowledge that suggests in any way, shape, or form that the knowledge of the Word of God is controversial is not controversial it is the true knowledge which is it has its basis on infinite knowledge which is infinitesimally close to the human knowledge in another words it is astronomically ginormous the knowledge of man the highest knowledge of man can never stand at the lowest knowledge of god and that is the reason why those who have given themselves to head knowledge only cannot understand the reality of the infinite knowledge of the mortal, invisible, the only wise God who lives forever and ever, even in his son Christ Jesus and through him. We bless the Lord for tonight. May the Lord continue to strengthen us all. The prayers we have prayed, keep them to your heart. All our prayers today is that everything that hinders us, God should flush them out. Father Tyler said it to you at the beginning. I know that God has been concentrating on, it's like God took us to a, a, a clinic over the past few months, since January began, or from last year really started, and talking about flesh and talking about flesh, how to overcome it, flesh, how to overcome it, how to overcome flesh, all, all the secrets of flesh, how to overcome it, then we went to victorious living. God cannot do that unless God has an intention. God will not do that unless he has an intention. And the reason why God is doing that is because of the great things that God has for us beginning from this month of power that we begin to see unleash in the next three months, which will lead us into the month of May, which is a prime month for God concerning his face upon the face of the earth. He has spoken and so shall it be. That your month of January is preambles and the month of February is the beginning of manifestation. Power is given to the sons of God and daughters of God on earth and then you will see manifestation of ease coming upon the church of the living God in the month of February, March and April. You will see provision and, and diverse things happening into the month of May. But in the world, the Lord has told us in these three days there will be darkness and thick darkness and thick darkness, chaos and confusion. If you hear them smoking off somewhere, don't be alarmed. If you hear confusion smoking off in somewhere in the world, don't be alarmed. If you hear some people coming together to plot and to destabilize other people, don't be alarmed. We will arrest their spirits, those spirits, by our word, our prayer word. You are going to see also the manifestation of God answering your prayer faster than you have ever seen it. He said, while you are yet thinking, the Lord will answer you. That is the era we have entered into, the church of the living God on earth. Every one of you who believe in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this is what is hanging over you. Now, when you are thinking about something, you will see it happen. Watch me as you are going to the, into, as you are in this month, going from one day to the other. You watch it. Some good things you this, you just think about, you will just hear it happen. And imagination will come to you, you hear it on television, it's happened. You just pray and wish some good thing, you will see it happen. And this is the age that we are. But to the world, you will see from one confession to the other, those who have security, they begin to lose their security. The reliance of people, God will pull it here and he will pull it there and something like 
or what they are building or what they are planning to build will begin to crumble down. You will see that happen in nations. You will see that happen from place to place. But in the church of God, the light has done. We will arise in the power of the Most High. This is February 2021 I'm speaking. We will arise in the power of the Most High. You will see light shining, illumination shining, calm in the midst of God's people when chaos uh, it's happening in the world and confusion. People don't know what they are doing, what they are going. The truth they have known, they will discover that it's not very, it's not the complete truth. And all manners of that confusion will happen. But rejoice. It's your own time to walk in the light, to move in the light, and to let your good works be seen. Let me say, good work, if you look at it, is not just money. Because those who go to hospital, they don't give money to the patients. But they are going to see them when they are in need. Those who, uh, who, who care for other people, uh, area of needs, your clothes that, are, that you have not used for five years and you are keeping them, you are buying more clothes until the whole of your house looks like a junk. Those clothes, if you give them to charity, you are not spending money. You are not spending, because you don't need them anyway. If you get rid of everything you don't need, and some other person will need that, you have bought new ones. What is the old one doing? Give it out. All those things, don't, they, don't, they don't take money from you. They just take a little effort. Your care will turn to something. And before God is very worried. Your commitment is very worried. You're bending your knees daily. I'm praying for all mankind. I'm praying for the church of God. I'm praying for the needs of the people. It's good work. That is carrying the need of others with the whole of your heart. In the church, you know those who have need. People get married. What is next thing? They should have children. People are growing older and they haven't got any uh, any engage with anybody. Those are issues that people face. And you can pray. I don't know you. Some of you too might have passed through that. And if you pass through that, you know what they feel. Those who have such feel. So you need to pray on your knees. Now that God has done, done it for you, you can begin to just pray. If you don't know any individual that you need to pray for, just pray for anybody who is in that family, in that position, in the family of God. Just, just spread your net abroad with your whole heart and commitment. And that's when God is saying what God is saying. And when there's an opportunity to do good work, be the first to want to do it. When we announce on, on pulpit that there is a need to help somebody and we need some money, make sure you are not behind. Within your means and whatever you have, give towards it. And let me say this because this platform, many ministers join us too. Many Christians join us. If you announce that you need some money to pay school fees for children who could not. The whole of that money given before God and before the government of our country is called restricted fund. It has been restricted to the purpose. Okay? That money cannot be used to go and buy a car. It cannot be used for any other thing. To your self-interest. Before God you'll be guilty. And before the law of the country you'll be guilty. If that money... If you use that money to do what you want, and peradventure, let's say you have acquired more than what you need, you need to tell everybody that what we have acquired, we needed just 10,000 pounds. We have paid off all the bills of these people, but then we had, we have been able to raise 20,000 pounds. The rest 10,000 pounds, we want to give it to old people's home. Whatever the case may be, because that money is a money for benevolence, nobody must profit from it including the bishop, archbishop, general overseer, apostle, prophet, whatever they call you. If you take a penny from it, you have stolen from God Almighty. And you know the book of Zechariah chapter 4. 
He, he, you know, what God will do to thieves is there. Either you believe it or not, that's what will happen to you. Are we together? So that that money is his airmark for benevolence. If this benevolence project is usurped and is finished, and you want to divert it to other benevolence, you must let the people know that. We have finished, thank you for all your money you have raised, and we have done that which you have said we have done. Now, this is the, this is the uh, uh, receipt. This is the, you know, uh, report. And we can make it available to everybody who, is, who are donors. And then, but the rest of the money, we decided that, oh, there is a need in Afghanistan. Let us send this money to that need. Or we send this money to Oxfam to help them in this area of benevolence. So that people who give the money are informed that you do it. Before God, that is right. And before the law, you are right. And so, we must understand this, that anytime there is a good deed, let our heart burn within us. That Lord send me. Oh, someone says they are looking for one million. I don't have one million. You have 10 P, put your 10 P. You have 10 pounds, put your 10 pounds. You have 100 pounds, put your 100 pounds. Instead of saying that I don't have and you will not be able to give anything. No matter how little you give, uh, it, is, it is before God. You remember the widow? She gave a mite and Jesus saw her heart. The mite is not sick. It's not what is big, but the heart with which she gave. And that is what Christianity is all about. Anything different from this is imposition. And it's not of God. May the Lord strengthen us and bless us and help us to walk in His will. We're going to lift up our voice together. This is victory night. Thanks be to God. He gives us victory. One, I, I, um, uh, uh, First Corinthians chapter uh, um, 15, verse 57. Let's lift up our voice and begin to thank God for the victory that He's given us for this one. Begin to pray in the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the victory that you have given to us. I thank you for my victory. Tell the Lord, it's my victory this month. My month of victory. Thanks be to God. He always gives us victory. Thank God for the past 314 nights that God has been helping us in this prayer forum. Father, we bless you. 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 Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank God for the manifestation of His hand and power. Thank God for His mercy and His goodness. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We thank you for the answered prayer. Thank God for the revelation of the word that you have been receiving. It's interesting. People just come to pray and out of their prayer, God is speaking to us. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. We exalt you. Thank God for answering our prayers over this period. Even the prayer we pray for our nation, if you watch the news, you will see the manifestation of those things in the news. As we ask God to do for our prime ministers, our president of nations, to the council of nations, that is the parliament or house of laws or house of representatives, senate or wherever the, the, the rulers are, we are praying to them and God is answering us. What we ask God concerning coronavirus is answering because death rate now is going down and down and down and down. I've been watching the news for the past few days. Even in this February, they have, they have you know, discovered many other things. There is, there, is, there, is, there is something that was flagged, you know, flashed, a, a cure uh, invented by somebody. We, they are still working on that, you know, medical uh, uh, issue. They have gotten, you know, uh, procedure and that medicine they can give to people who are in the hospital. Formerly, we don't have all that. They go to hospital, they leave them to die. If their body can't fight it, they die. That's why so many people are dying. But now, they have had, you know, things that they can do to, to mitigate, to stop it. It is your prayer. It is your prayer. The prayer of the saints of God across the heart. 
are. And it says in the book of First Chronicles, chapter uh, 7, in verse 14, it says, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. I will heal their land, he said. And God sent various healing. We have vaccine. Now, not only one vaccine, we have several vaccines now. Vaccine is now becoming so much that, so many that, in a short time, it will force the price of the expensive one to crash completely. So that vaccine be available to everybody, that it can prevent everybody. And moreover, we have now medicine that can cure people. And we're going to see many more cures. Because God told us in this house, January last year, I will give cure to diseases before the end of this, last, that was 2020. He said before the end of 2020, he will give cure to diseases. And we have seen it on and on, even this very hour. More people are putting their head down now to look for cure for all that, all that diseases. Because the COVID-19 has provoked a, an anger in the heart of people, it is the hand of God. So that people can set their heart to knowledge that, what about diseases that we have not seen, that we know? Now they begin to research over there. That should they happen, this is what we are going to do. So we give God the praise. We bless God. In the time of the shaking financially last year, you are blessed. You were blessed by God. And in this season, that more shaking is coming up, God has sustained you and I. He has sustained our life. It's a mystery how God answers our little prayer in our little closet. The God who hears how many billions of people, over 7 billion human beings at a time, and He singled you and I out to bless us. You ask Him when you were sick, He healed you. Interestingly, are you not amazed when God speaks to you alone and Jesus appeared to one man as he appeared to others too. Among the billions, he knows your name. Why don't you give him praise? Our God who lives forever and ever. We exalt you. We exalt you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Let me pray with you and we'll break bread together. Oh God, our help in ages past. We thank you for your power that lives in us. I can feel your unction upon me. Father, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 15, 30, 31. Great crowd came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, and the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Let the same power come upon everyone in Jesus' name. That power on Jesus Christ. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of God. Because he said, if you have faith in me, you will do the things I have been doing. John 14, 12. And greater works shall you do. The Bible says, Jesus healed them all. Receive the power of healing in the name of Jesus Christ. It says the people were amazed. And they saw, uh, when they saw the mute speaking, the cripple made well and lame walk and the blind sing and the priest the God of Israel. Lord Jesus, we ask you, pass through the church, pass through your people on earth, pass through the church in your power in this month of February, from this month of February, pass through the church of God, pass through your people so that the lame shall walk, the blind shall see, we shall see miraculous signs and wonder in every church on earth. In every church on earth, with every believers of Christ on earth, not just in the pulpit, 
Lord, that our as the saints of God, male and female, be anointed with fire, be anointed with power, be anointed with fire, be anointed with power. Yea, by Abraham, Solaria, as we go to the marketplace to preach the gospel, the lame will walk, the blind will see. Samaria shall be repeated. Acts chapter eight shall be repeated in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Be drenched in the power of the Most High in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless and glorify your holy name. We thank you for everything. The Bible says, and those who fear the Lord talk to each other. The Lord listen and heart. A scroll of remembrance was opened in his presence. Father, open the scroll of remembrance concerning everyone under my voice tonight. Ah, for the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be. The plans of God for you shall be. It says, as I purpose, it will stand. The purpose of God for you shall stand. The Lord will destroy every opposition before you in this month of February. They will not be able to hinder you. Nothing will slow you down in this month of February. You will succeed by the force of heaven, by the power of the Most High in this month of February. Nothing will hinder you any longer in the mighty name of Jesus. You will be an embodiment of the manifestation of the promises of God. The word of God shall fulfill over you. You will not lack, you will not want. In the name of Jesus Christ, anybody who was jobless, receive your job. Anybody who was barren, be Fruitful in the name of Jesus. Receive double for your years or days of waiting. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord will repay you the years the locusts have eaten. He will restore back to you your fortune. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your chain, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. And the word of God is in your lips. Will not depart from you. It will not depart from you. It will not depart from you. You will never have occasion in your life that you will deny your God. The word of the Lord will not depart from you. It will not depart from the mouth of your children and your descendants forever says the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory from heaven rest upon you. Power of the Most High, overshadow you. Take your request in your hand right now. Let me pray over your request. If you did not write any request, just stretch your hands before the living God. God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you who read the tablet of the heart of man, I pray for all these people. As we present our request before you, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. I stand in Christ in God and declare, the requests are granted. I say all your requests are granted. From the lofty hill I speak, from the right hand of the Most High in the heavenly places, by the virtue of the authority that the Father in heaven had invested upon me on his behalf to speak unto sons of men. I say, from this hour, you begin to see reply of your request. Solutions will begin to manifest for you. The Lord will send his holy angel. The Lord your God and my Father. He will send his holy angel. They will bring the reply of this request. Beyond what you are asking today, you will receive. And by this time next month, when we have the thought of a, 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 a victory night, your mouth shall be filled with laughter. And your tongue with songs of joy. If you were sick in your body, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every thorn in your flesh, I cause them to die. 
in the name of you and be pulled out every disease in your blood, in your muscles, in the cells of your body. I command it to be uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the enemy has planted in your mind, in your heart, in your body, I ask God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire, destroy them in the name of Jesus. Send your fire, destroy them in the name of Jesus. Send your fire, destroy them in the name of Jesus. Send your fire and destroy them in the name of Jesus. Every disease, every discomfort, every heaviness, every lady be removed in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Everything that threatens you, I decree you will become a threat to them from this hour. The dread of you will fall upon the kingdom of hell. The dread of you will fall upon the kingdom of men. Those who have been assigned by Satan to oppose you, they will become your infantry. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is no counsel or decision over you. Contrary to God that will stand. And so if any of such have been made, I revoke it in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What belongs to you, you will receive. That will be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless your name. We glorify the old God. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you. He will show you his salvation. I pray for those who are having their birthdays today. May the Lord lengthen your days. May the Lord open a book of remembrance concerning you. I bless you mightily. May the Lord cause your life to shine to zenith. You will remember this day you were born forever and you will be thankful unto the Most High. The Bible says the Lord Almighty has spoken and He has promised, He has sworn by His own name. Surely as I plan, it shall be. Amen. The plans of God for you will overthrow the plans of men. In everything you have laid your hands on, the spirit of excellence rests upon you. Amen. We celebrate you today. You will fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for all these people that were born today. And especially I thank you for my grandbaby, Sister Michelle, who is 15 today. May you fulfill the covenant you have made with me in her life. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. May she fulfill the purpose of which you have sent her to us. Amen. As she has been a delight. Father, may she ever be delight. And as she has committed herself to the service of God in Christ's faith tabernacle from a younger age. My God, I pray thee. That her position will never be found. Amen. Amen. You will remember her commitment to you. Amen. And you will repay her for the rest of her life. Amen. Oh my God and my King. I beg you. You who appeared unto me. Appear to everyone under my voice. Everyone you have connected to me as a father. My King. The covenant you made with me when you appeared to me. Let it be for them. Amen. My God, you understand what I'm talking about. That which you have spoken to me over the period of years concerning me, that which you showed me when I, you took me to heaven and you spoke to me in heaven, your heaven, concerning what you would do on earth for me, let it be manifest in everyone you have connected with me. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Satan will not overcome any one of you. Amen. There is no power of hell, no power of man will be able to overthrow any one of you. You have power and authority over every condition on the earth and over every man. 
that will oppose you. Satan will raise to oppose you. They will fail in the name of Jesus Christ. The one who has been with me, when he sent me to the evil forest, the one who has been with me, when he sent me to the midst of wicked people, and caused them to bow down their knees before me, he will be with you. You will excel over every horse of Satan. Nothing will make you afraid in the name of the Lord of hosts. And no power will shake you. All the days of your life, my God and your Father, He shall be with you. He will abide with you. And He will fulfill all what He has promised concerning you all. Thank you, Lord. Because you have done it as you have asked in Jesus' anointed name. I read your blessing to everyone. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. May the God of mercy remember all your sacrifices, all your tithing and offering and give to the poor. May he accept your burnt offering, wisdom for your program, your your prayers, your, the fragrance of your voice and the smoke of your prayer, may he be acceptable on his altar. May the Lord reply you and send you green enough to satisfy you fully. You will never be put to shame in the name of the God of Abraham. May the Lord God who remember the past and pay for the future, may he remember my voice today and make you happy. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May he assign his holy angel to all your pursuits in life and grant you success and bring you to the place he has prepared for you. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up the banner in the name of my God. May the God of Bethel, the one who appeared unto Abraham, unto Jacob, when the ladder came down and angels were going up and down, may he reveal himself to you in this season. And may he present you before his only angels. May he remember all your requests and fulfill them in the name of the Father Amen. and of the Son Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen.